The podcast interview is dead. All podcast interviews are dead. They're dying. They're not coming back. Obviously, this isn't true. Today, I am on one with my friend, Oana. She is the head of marketing over at Puma. Yes, Puma, the shoe brand, people. I am more than lucky enough to be working with and surrounded by people at this level. You know my story if you know me from mechanic to podcaster. Today, I'm diving into the tactics. I'm talking how to actually start a podcast, whether it's for yourself in your bedroom or for a Fortune 500 brand or business. It spans the spectrum. I'm talking about what's actually working today, okay? And that is why it spans the spectrum. That is why it can apply to the bedroom podcaster as well as the business. And I'm not here to belabor and advertise this episode. So let's just jump into it. Hey, Ryan. Welcome to Unmatched. Oana, this is so much fun. This is a long time coming for sure. So I know. Thank you. I know. I am super excited because you are my best podcasting friend out there in the online world. And I'm excited for everyone to meet you today um, and to talk all about podcasting and why this is important for everyone, uh, whether individually and in business. So yeah, welcome. Yeah, thanks. There's a few things that I could talk about at length and podcasting is one of those. It's one of those things where, you know, people, they there's like two reactions. There's like, oh, that's cool type of reaction, or it's just they don't listen to podcasts and then I can't get them, you know? So this is uh, this is a dream for me. <laughs> I know. Well, just a quick disclaimer for everyone. Um, Ryan and I have worked together. He's been helping me with my podcasting strategy. And he's also a, a sponsor of the podcast through his company, Podcasting Principles. So I'm really excited to kind of like round it out today and also share and spill all the beans with everyone about what we've been working on and what you've been helping me with. So uh, before we go into all that jazz, I would love for you to like give us a little bit of an intro of who you are and how you ended up doing what you're doing today. Yeah, sure. So there's, you know, many different directions. Um, you know, the the short way of putting it is I worked 16 different jobs before I was like 22. Um, I ended up going to college. In college, I started a podcast because I was just liked Joe Rogan a lot and then figured had that you know, eight, 19 year old confidence of like, I could do that. Um, and so that was the start to my podcast. So now that podcast has gone on a journey, you know, 141 weeks in a row as of right now. So um, I'm in podcasting just because I love it. And I love the habit of it. Um, but I got into um, helping people launch their podcast because I wanted to become a freelancer and leave my job as a mechanic. So that was a success. Um, I left my job, made 80 bucks in the first 90 days and kind of never looked back on on freelancing. Freelancing turned into a business and the business became helping people launch their podcasts. So it's been a wild ride and journey for sure. Um, I have a lot of other passions and hobbies though. This is definitely not the only thing, but it has now taken over my life at least for 50, 60 hours a week. So, Okay. But before we move on, we do need to talk about the rap hobby. We cannot not talk about it, I right? Agree. So maybe give us a little bit of a <laughs> behind the scenes on that. Before I made podcasts, I made hip hop music. Um, before I made hip hop music, I played music. So I played, I've been playing music for most of my life. Started out with guitar, then to drums, and then back to guitar and played jazz, uh, orchestra type stuff. And then in high school, I had a friend who really liked hip hop, 
and we had nothing to do, so we would just freestyle together. I was always like a words person, not a math person, so it vibed with me. And from that point, like everybody else who I started with, they kind of went off in their own directions, but I just went solo and I made an EP and then I made an album and I had a mentor and that mentor taught me a lot. And so I had multiple mentors. So, you know, it never, it, the, the highest extent of that was like performing live in front of, you know, hundreds of people and stuff like that's a lot of fun, but it, I don't do it for a career. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it is a hobby now. It's a really fun hobby. I'm not really trying to take it to the next level, um, but maybe it'll come back in my life in a bigger way. I don't. I like not having pressure. Like I love the pressure of podcasting. I love the pressure of having my own business, but I don't know. At least at this point, if I want the pressure of having four different, <laughs> you know, businesses going on at once. So, yeah. But I mean, let's put it this way: you're very comfortable in front of the mic. Yeah, that helped. Right. I mean, because I was doing that before I was it doing helped. this, right? So yeah, yeah it, oh, a hundred percent. I mean, what I did was here's the thing: when it, in with music, with podcasting, you have to find your voice. It's like super cliche. They always say that, but like it's totally true. You know, like if you are, you begin emulating people. Like when I started a podcast, I was emulating Joe Rogan, right? When I started making music, I was emulating Action Bronson and Joey Badass and all the rappers that I was listening to, right? So um, that that emulation comes first. And then once you do it over and over and over and over again, um, you know, then you kind of find your voice. And now it's came full circle where I've literally worked on podcasts from people that I look up to in hip hop. So it's, it's the rap and the music. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to force it. Like it's just coming back around naturally. So I'll just let it do its thing. That's amazing. And I want to stop on something that you just said, uh, which was you need to find your voice. And I think this is, an amazing start to the conversation because, you know, unlike you, the reason I started podcasting was because I wanted to find my own voice as well um, in a different way for a different reason. Um, so it's kind of cool that you said that. It's also, you know, one of the other reasons why I started to do this is because it felt the only way, um, the most organic way for me to meet interesting people outside of work and be able to have conversations that typically during the work week, you don't really have time to connect and have those kind of meaningful conversations with people outside of your regular network. So I, I want to start the conversation by by diving a little bit into the why, you know, people start podcasts these days. And why is that important? You know, why is that important for the individual, but also why is that important for a business, for example? Yeah. I mean, I guess like I'll talk about first why people start them and then go to the business angle. I mean, why people start them is there's so many different reasons, but what I see a lot is people see podcasters and they're like, I could do that, you know? Um, it is kind of similar to like going to see like a comedy show and then being like, I could do that. Like, no, you can't. You definitely can't, you know, um, maybe you can, but like one in a million people would be naturally good at that. Right. So I think there's a little bit of that definitely in COVID. That's when my business started. So like, that's why I was able to get the business off the ground because there were so many people who were like, we're bored. We should start a podcast. Right. And so there's a little bit of that. Um, but people start for all different types of reasons. But I think like for the most part, other than the, you know, um, straight like business angle to it in terms of like results are why, um, other than that, it's really just kind of like, I, 
would like to try this thing, you know, like I don't want to live with the regret of like, I never tried podcasting, you know? So that's kind of like the reason I guess most people get into it. Um, but then in terms of a business, I mean, there's so many different ways you can make it work. Um, but I think the big one, I think the big, like, differentiator is just the type of content, right? Like if you just look at text-based, like anybody can hire a ghostwriter to like post text for them on LinkedIn and then get a bunch of followers. Like that's pretty easy to do. You can just have money and then you can make that happen. But you, if you can talk about it on video and audio, that's how you know you really know it, right? It's like if you teach something, now you really know it, right? So that's kind of what podcasting is, especially in a business context. The way that I look at it, you know, for our most successful clients, for example, they just took a topic that people already know, love, you know, already have a niche for, and then they just added a different angle to that. So maybe the other um, podcasts in their niche were more like transactional and informational, and then they added a conversational vibe to it. Maybe the information's just the same, but it's just now people have a new way to consume that information, maybe in a more conversational tone, right? Or something. That's just one example. Um, and I can dive deeper into the examples too. Um, but yeah, I think to wrap up the point about the business side, it's really like, it's from like a ROI revenue standpoint, it's easy to be like, yeah, like you can totally, you know, have this X ROI on your podcast. But I just look at it in terms of like consumption and consumer behavior. It's like people trust influencers more than they trust like the media, right? Um, people want to buy from people that remind them of themselves and their friends. And podcasts enable you to do that because you can just talk, you know? And so that's fundamentally different than your average run-of-the-mill business content, uh, you know, that's out there. Yeah, no, sure. And and I think like be, beyond the, you know, sort of the the hobby and the personal desire of doing it, there is an actual ROI in doing it for a business, for example, or even for uh, a business leader who wants to put themselves out there and, and share what they know with the world. Um, what are the trends nowadays with regards to, you know, like what is working in podcasting and do we still see podcasting um, you know, as something on the rise, you know, after the whole COVID situation, which, you know, kind of, pushed us all out of our shells a little bit? Is it now going down? Like what What? What are the trends now? Yeah, so there's more listeners um, than there have been. Like listeners have only declined, I think, one year in the last like 15 years. So there's always more podcast listeners is like the hard and fast kind of stat. Then you have podcast launches have gone down by 70%, right? So there's a couple ways to look at that. The one way is like, okay, people have realized that podcasting is hard. Yes, there's that's partially true. And then you also have like media is changing and consumption is changing and that's why listeners are going up. Now, are people going to listen to your B2B interview like standard run of the mill, you know, podcast that's just kind of a copy and paste of the next guy? Like not really. Like 30, 40 people would listen, but if that's enough for you, then that's enough for you, right? And now we can get into the stats and, you know, what stats matter and, you know, we'll probably go there. But in terms of the trends, yes, podcast listenership is going up. The amount of podcasts being launched is going down. Um, but in that vein, most podcasts stop or fail, right? Most podcasts, 
they don't podcasts don't fail people stop right and they stop for all different types of reasons but the main reasons are um you know they don't have momentum anymore life gets too crazy they realize that it's going to take 10 to 20 hours a week maybe if they're doing a lot of the work um all of those different things um but yeah i mean back to kind of like the trends i think those are the main ones like i there's a lot of like consumer data and stats um out there but i really like those two in terms of like podcast launches are going down let's talk about why podcast listenership is going up let's talk about why but i like that intersection um and so that's when i'm like always harping on like i feel like i've taken the gary v approach of like just say the same thing like a thousand times <laughs> you know then people will get it i mean uh, the thing is it sounds like there's a big gap and an opportunity uh, for people to be in podcastings, right? Based on what you're saying. I would agree with that, but I could see the other side. I could see how people would say like, yeah, you could say that this is a gap here, but also there must be a reason why all those podcasts fail. And why would I, you know, do it if, if they, you know, I don't want to become one of those statistics and you can't guarantee that my podcast is going to be successful. And so I totally empathize with that viewpoint. Um, and that's reality. Like nobody can guarantee I don't care what, you know, Instagram ad you see of like X amount of listeners and, you know, transformational this and that. Nobody can guarantee how your content's going to work or if it's going to work, right? Okay, but let's let's maybe take a step back and let's talk about the different types of podcasts out yep. there, right? Because I think one of the topics might be just the misalignment on expectations. Oh, yeah, that's like that, going that to whole last two, like minute and a half <laughs> yeah. is like, you could just go get past that with like talking to me for like 20 minutes, you know? It's like <laughs> so let's, let's explain to, to people like what are the different types of podcasts, right? Because you have obviously the big, huge names, you know, like Joe Rogan, you know, Stephen Bartlett, all these guys, you know, Gary Vee doing their thing. And it's more than just a podcast at this point. It's, it's a whole like entertainment, it's a media house, what they're building. And I think, that's a little bit off for people to try to compare themselves to, right? Um, but then you have like all the other podcasts that fall in different categories, um, whether it's thought leadership because you want to grow your profile, whether it's um, sort of a B2B play where you're getting guests on your podcast because they might become your clients, uh, which is also a tactic, you know, um, and then there's the whole like niche podcasts, you know, like true crime, stuff like that, that people are just massively into. Um, and I don't know if there's other categories. I'm, I'm curious for you to, but like, let's break it down because all of those things have different ROIs and different metrics, yep. right? Different KPIs. Yeah. So the first, the one that was so popular when I came in, right, is the standard interview show. And so I think um, I'm seeing a trend switch change here in terms of from the interview to the solo to the oh solo is actually really hard and intimidating to then the co-host i would say that co-hosted podcasts are the new interview podcasts why did that happen well interview everybody went out to do interview podcasts and everybody made the same show and they just called it different names and they had the they had the same guests on and did essentially the same interview. There was no segments. It was just like the tell me about yourself. That's what I call that show, right? Um, the opposite of this where it's like, no, let's stay on track and let's hone in on these actual specific things, right? Um, so I think the interview show was super 
uh, popular, but the change that I saw was that change to co-host and also solo. So if we go from there, right, we have the interview, we could put that on the shelf. Then we have the um, solo, which is essentially like you're doing a YouTube channel at that point, right? Like you're sitting in front of the camera, you're talking, it's very editing focused, unless you have hundreds, thousands, you know, million followers, whatever, um, you're going to have, that content's going to have to be quite different than the norm to stand out, right? Because it's hard to listen to just like watch somebody Andrew Huberman style, right? The reason that Huberman is successful because is because he was in the media beforehand, right? Just for an example, like he already had the fan base. If he would have done that 20 years ago, you know, or like Gary did, right? Like Gary didn't have millions of views yeah. talking about wine, right? Um, right. But then at some point you grow and then you have huge resources to put into the content, right? You have a huge team. I mean, I know he has 29 people mm -hmm. that just focus on his yeah. <laughs> content, which is crazy, yep. you know? So like the rest of us don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. So like being realistic. Yeah, so that's, that's a, I guess the only point like that I have to make on that is just like, don't look at those people and be like, that's me. Like, no, it's, it's not like, it's just, it's okay. It's good that it's not like we have to start where we can start, but it's like looking at Joe Rogan today is not going to help you. Looking at even Stephen Bartlett today is probably not going to help you. Sure, what, listen to his podcast about how he grew it. Take notes. Like I take notes on, I've been taking notes on Tim Ferriss's podcast since 2017, right? Like, but you have to take what can apply to you. So we have the um, interview style, we have that solo style where if you do a Huberman like that, you have to be, you have to spend the 12 hours to do that research to make that episode, right? And that's why it's great. Then we land on the co-host, which I think is the magic. I think that is going, we're going to be seeing a lot more of those. We're already seeing more of them. Um, so, but one way to do it in a business context is have, um, your interviewer and then your talent, right? So have somebody there to feed the person, and I'm working on a hip hop podcast right now with a pretty famous rapper and producer where, you know, we brought a co-host in, um, or his team brought the co-host in for him to really, to do this. And you can do this on a small scale, though you don't have to be some famous person. What you do is you give that person, you throw the person the ball, and then they can dunk it, right? And that's what you want to do. And then they can dunk it eight times, and then you clip the best three, and then boom, there's your podcast, right? That's just one way to do it. But I really think the from the interview to then we saw the solo, but it's like, ah, that's really hard and intimidating and awkward to now like the sweet spot is the co-host, no more than two to three people occasionally bring in a guest, right? But then that guest is definitely going to have hopefully an audience that they can bring to you, right? And I can go deeper in all these tactics, but like those are the types that I'm seeing in terms of format wise um, and also seeing shorter. You know, I'm seeing shorter and I'm seeing longer, so I can go on both ends. But like, I think, yeah, yeah the attention span thing is something we can talk about too, um, as to why. Yeah, I think length is is an interesting topic to talk about real quick because, of course, like you know, you look at the diary of a CEO and it's like one hour and twenty minutes, but it's the diary of a CEO. Yeah, <laughs> and it's Stephen Bartlett with like huge names, yep. right? Like when we start talking on a podcast, what's what's the ideal, you know? timeline that we should be looking at what's what's an ideal length of an yeah episode? i mean i do believe the hermosi quote of you know nothing is too long it's only too boring but i also think that andrew huberman is boring sometimes but i'm also watching like i'm also listening to it right so it's like it can be boring and great you know so like is we're kind of in the weeds right um the answer i always give for this is 30 minutes is the average podcast length i can't tell you how long it should be or short it should be 
Um, I'll give another example, which is when I create a solo podcast episode, I will record 20 to 30 minutes. Um, five to 10 tops will become the video version, highly edited. And then 10 to 20 max will be the audio version, um, edited as well, but edited differently. So that's just two examples there, which is like the median length is 30 minutes. Um, but then we can get into the avenues of video version versus audio version and, you know, getting into that domain as well. I want to go back to the why for a second, um, because I think this is like, I think that's really key because a lot of, you know, the people that are listening, probably if they've ever thought about going into podcasting might not have been um, for, you know, the reason of creating a huge media empire, um, but maybe just because they want to build authority um, through podcasting, just like you write online, uh, you know, on different social media platforms, long form, short form, um, you know, nowadays there's a mix of all that and podcasting could come into hand uh, when, when it comes to a different platform of sharing your ideas with the world. Um, how, how do you see that as a, as a powerful, you know, reason for people to go into? Yeah, I, I think the, e the easy way to start that where you get the similar effects is just to be a guest first, right? Like that is the simpler way to start. Now you don't have control of where that content goes, but you know, if you do enough podcasts, they'll send you some clips and things like that. So I'd say like, that's the, that's your foot in the door to podcasting, right? Check it out. See if you like it. How do I like talking for an hour? You know, et cetera. Um, but in terms of, yeah, I mean, authority building, it's if you have a podcast, having a podcast now is like writing a book like 10 years ago, like writing a book still works today. But having a podcast is like the modern version of that, or at least that's how I look at it. Now, if you have a really bad podcast, then. OK, this is probably not helping. Right. But if you have something that's a little bit different, you know, we could tell you spend some time on this idea. Um, you know, it's differentiated. There's an angle to it. Maybe you hired a, you know, some kind of producer or somebody that knows podcasts to help you or just your friend who also has one. Right. Um, now I think it's, it's going, there's two, there's a couple different ways this works, but like what happens is this, like you have a podcast or you didn't have a podcast before. Now you have one, right? You sell things online. Just imagine. Right. And you are going from say text-based content to now adding videos, right? When somebody watches five, 10, 15 videos or, and, or a one hour long conversation that you did, or a five minute YouTube video you did, they feel like they know you now. And that's called a parasocial relationship. And so all con most content creators, especially video content creators are all building those. That's why there's 10 million people who think they know Joe Rogan. So then when they come up to him on the street, right? They think that they know. He's like, I don't, I don't know who you are, right? So that that's what that content does. We can call it authority, but it's really this, what we would call parasocial relationship building, where once somebody books that call with you after they saw 12 videos, um, they are, if they think they really feel like they know you and they kind of do know you, right? Um, much better than if they just read your words, you know? So I guess in the end, it's all about creating trust, right? Um, it's about having another medium of, you know, creating that conversation with your audience. Would you say yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, it's authenticity, right? So I think authenticity will bring people in, but they're not, it, authenticity doesn't make people buy. Like you could see a video of somebody be like, oh, you know, that person's like, I just feel, I feel their vibe, but it, I'm not going to just automatically give them money, right? So the authenticity is the thing that can attract them, right? Also great information, you know, it, advice that works general authenticity, right? Then from there, we have proof, right? So they see you 
authentically. You know, they like the vibe and then they follow, right? And then the proof is built through seeing post after post after post, like this person is showing up. I see their results. Their clients are saying X, Y, Z. They have reviews and testimonials. And then that trust is built over time. It's not going to be built. It could be built maybe by watching one interview or listening to one episode. But I really think, yes, you're right about the trust. Um, it will take time. But what this podcasting thing does is it gives you the, um, for better or worse, gives you an opportunity where you have to be yourself because you can't hide. Again, you can hire a ghostwriter to write text posts. Everybody does that. You see it left and right. That can work, but it doesn't work the same way as having to actually be yourself on a podcast. And so, sure, the end result is trust, but the um, wider part of that funnel is just, I think the authenticity of, of it and just basically being forced to be you, be yourself, you know? So just kind of to, to recap, we do still need to go into podcasting. If we want to build authority, we should go into podcasting. If we want to create some sort of a trust relationship with our audience, um, it pushes you to be yourself, to find your voice, to become authentic, uh, because you're in front of a of a mic and you're having a conversation and it's recorded and then you're putting it to the world. So that kind of forces you to, to have something meaningful to say. Um, what's the marketing component of podcasting these days? Is it is it something that we should be looking at as to try to monetize, to try to use as, you know, like, is it effective with sponsorship? How do you look at it from, from those angles? I think so far, my, my personal takeaway that it's, it's a much more of a subjective ROI. It's more of a personal ROI in, in the majority of the cases. Um, unless you really are able to grow it a lot to a level of an audience that makes sense to then monetize and depending on the level of the guests that you also get. But otherwise, how, how do you see that monetization slash marketing angle? To yeah, it? I think the, you know, in terms of the numbers, you know, you're going to need in the thousands of downloads, most likely for, you know, a company to, say, okay, we will divert some of our marketing budget to this, to being an ad on this podcast, right? Like if you want, just in case, because people ask me all the time, like if you want to know, most people are going to tell you that in this industry, right? And I'll say like, I'm not the podcast monetization expert. I'm the launch guy, but I do understand this. Um, I'll give an example of myself, right? I use a CRM, okay? That CRM, I post about that CRM, right? I shout them out before completely free. They reach out or I reach out to them. Hey, do you guys do influencer marketing? Yeah, sure. Let's do a post. Then we do a branded post together. Now, from there, they're like, okay, we can do something monthly where we do a few posts a month. Then later, I'll go, okay, hey, I also have this podcast. Here's the metrics. Would you like to be a part of that too? Like, That's how I see it from the influencer, micro-influencer, personal brand perspective. It's not, for most people, it's going to be pretty difficult unless you're focusing all your energy on the podcast to get those thousands and thousands of downloads, um, right? If you are, are a, you know, internet celebrity or celebrity, it's going to be a little bit easier, right? Um, because you also probably already have those brand partnerships. But from like a tactical perspective, like, that's what I would do. I would tell people if you're going to start your podcast and you have 50 downloads, 100 downloads, you know, hundreds or into the thousands, um, just start where you can start. 
just find a company who you vibe with. They vibe with you. You know, you have the similar values. And then if they're willing to give you $25 an episode, then let them give you 25 an episode or, or, or maybe just have them on there for free. I'm not sure, you know, but, um, that's kind of how I look at it. And then, I mean, I could go into other ways to monetize, but, um, the sponsor one is like the one that everybody wants to know about of like, how do I get sponsors? Um, you know, and, and so I do, like to have enough information on that to to give a little bit of advice but yeah the easier or i guess the more natural way to monetize is just to sell your own stuff on your own podcast you know um and it indirectly becomes a lead generation tool depending on how far you want to pull that lever but you kind of alluded to that yeah i was going to get to that point because i think that not a lot of people look at business as an ecosystem you know and i think that is for me at least um a, a smarter way to look at things. The things that you do, not all of them are going to ever be profitable in the same way, right? So if you look at, you know, you're launching a newsletter, you have a podcast, you have, you know, and then you have a business attached to it. Um, all those things together create an ecosystem. And the way you need to look at, you know, profitability is, is the whole ecosystem profitable as opposed to individually each element being super profitable because i think that's where uh, maybe expectations on on the return on investment are a little bit you know strange uh in my opinion but if you look at it as a whole as you know i i love to look at things holistically an ecosystem makes a lot more sense and then you take away some of that pressure on for example your podcast because that's just a tool of x y and z and lead magnet you know like showing off your skills and creating you know the trust and you know authority and so on and so forth so it's not so much about like hard figures but it just all adds up to that ecosystem yeah, i'm with you on that i mean there's i two points there the first one is you have to want to do it so most that's why a lot of podcasts stop because people just aren't podcasters like they're just not they don't get that same feeling after an interview or when they put out that episode or for me, like when I finished that edit, like I didn't want to do the edit. It was not like fun for me to jump in there and do it. But then once I have it, I look back at my old edits and I say, wow, this is so much better than what I used to do. And it just there's other ways that I'm motivated. And then number two, it's like nothing in business. What is guaranteed? Like that's why I think like I never have to argue with people about this because a lot of the people that come to me, like if they say like, I don't think it's going to work. I'm like, it's probably not going to work then. You know, like if you don't think it's going to work, then why are we even here? Like, right. And so um, and also on that point, say like, just take take another example, right? Like you could not launch a podcast and then just figure out paid ads, right? Say for your business. Okay, so you're going to spend 10 hours a week figuring out paid ads and watching YouTube videos. And then you're going to, it's going to take three to six months to, to like get like whatever ROI just to break even, right? It's like if you were to just, podcasting is kind of, it's very different, but it's like trying anything, right? Like you can try paid ads, you could try a podcast, you can try TikTok, you can try YouTube. Like it's one of the things. And if it doesn't fit your personality, it's going to be very, very hard to do. But if it does and you're not doing it, maybe you're not so passionate about sitting there and doing running a paid ad and looking at the all the little stats and metrics on Facebook Business Manager. Maybe instead 
you really like getting on the camera and just talking, right? And so if that's a little bit better for your personality, then okay, that's the analysis that I do with people, you know, and I'm, that's kind of what nobody else is going to say is when they, when you go to XYZ podcast producer, they're just going to be like, yeah, sounds good. Let's run it. I'm sitting there wondering like, is this really for you or, or like, do you actually, are you like a numbers person? Maybe, you know, it's not as much a words person. And I know I kind of went off there a little bit, but I think like that's important. It is a strategy. It's not the strategy, you know, it's a strategy. Yeah, exactly. And and I think it's, this is what I loved, um, you know, when, what, what we did together, you know, looking at what is out there and what works, you know, for me, as opposed to, you know, what is the trend, what is the norm and how can I just copycat it? Uh, because in the end, it has to be authentic to who you are. Yeah, I right? mean, if you're chasing a trend, the trend's already over by the time you just you figured it out, right? It's like that's that standard like business competition thing of like once you if you analyze your competition, you're analyzing everything they did in the past, you know. So yeah, like with content, it comes it's literally the same thing. It's like you might as well like for me like per, like uh, for example, right? I'm focused in on why do podcasts stop? Why do podcasts fail? Like. Or let's look at this data, right? These two stats that I brought that we brought up in the beginning. Why? Because, um, you know, I won't name them, but XYZ other podcast company, um, all the ones that create YouTube videos, like they nobody was talking about that. So I'm like, okay, I'm passionate about these stats. I think they mean something. I'll talk about them, you know. So at least, hey, even if it got a hundred views, sometimes the video gets a thousand, sometimes it gets a hundred, but at least it's not the same as that next video that's going to come up and suggested, right? So, um, yeah, going in the weeds a little bit on content strategy, but that is really how I look at it. If you have something different and you're willing to put the time in, like you're going to make it work. Yeah, and I mean, just to give an example, like I don't love Instagram, you know. I just don't really love it. I just, it's not my kind of platform. I love LinkedIn because I'm a geek and I just love writing and sharing what I think. And I'm very opinionated and I have a lot of things to say. And I love podcasting because literally is talking to people um, and I don't have time to do it because I'm at work or at home with my kids. And literally this is like 9 p.m. is my time to record and have a meaningful conversation and learn about something. So it's me time. Um, but there was somebody else, um, a few days ago, an interview that I was listening to, and I really liked what they said, you know, it's like the algorithm uh, of any of those platforms that you choose to be on. They're not like some weird dudes in sweat in like black sweatshirts in a room trying to, you know, work against you. The algorithm literally is there to figure out if you're cool enough, if you're authentic enough, and if people engage with what you have to say, you know? So in the end, if you are having fun doing what you're doing on whatever platform you're on, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, podcasting, whatever the format that you choose to be on, if you're literally having fun and you and you're authentic, then the algorithm or whatever, you know, the audience is going to follow. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're all different. And that's the great. That's so that's the best thing about this time that we're in. Let's 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 look at the podcast example. Right. You're going to get in your car and click listen and listen to the audio. Then you're going to get home, put the video up because the video version might be on Spotify. Boom. Now you're watching it. Then you go on TikTok and boom, there's a clip. Then you get on LinkedIn and there's a text post about that episode, right? That's just one example, not that everybody does that, but it's like, it's so dynamic. So like, 
yes, content is the same way. The algorithms are the same way. Pick the platform that works for you. But the podcast adapts to all platforms. So it's you can also do it in that way where it's like you can have a super how many successful I'd say 99% of quote unquote successful podcasts are not on LinkedIn, you know, maybe 97, um, probably 99, right? Like, but then there are the 3% that are killing it there with their podcast, right? So yeah, whatever works for you, that's what works, you know? Why do you think people listen to podcasts so much? Well, it's different. Um, the media landscape too is something that I like to talk about, which I think a lot of like podcast producers don't. Um, but it's reality. It comes down to consumption, right? Like people would people trust um, they trust less in conglomerates and corporations, and they trust more in individual people. And so, podcasting is that you know it, it gives you it's a one to one. You know, you're just hearing this person talk. Um, so that's one aspect of it. Um, that's like the kind of consumption side. And then you have the, the just the rise, right? Um, you know, podcast started in early 2000s. Um, and like 2005, I think was the first video podcast, maybe 2007. And the adaptability between the Apple podcast being created, like, hey, Steve Jobs, we wouldn't podcast wouldn't be here without him, right? Um, in terms of having putting that app on the iPhone, there's the first wave. Second wave was YouTube, early Rogan videos, right? That's when I was watching him 2014, 2015. There was no podcast really on YouTube like that, right? So it's and then you have the TikTok podcast wave. Um, so I would say those are the few: the audio revolution with Apple, then the Rogan with video, um, and then the TikTok where it's. Any comedian with X amount of followers can just make a podcast and boom, those are the clips that you're seeing and these funny, humorous clips, right? So you have like the other, what really made podcasting super popular was people who are very successful at other things coming to podcasting and applying their ideas. You also saw celebrities start podcasts that are really bad, not to name any names, but we have seen it. So it's not, again, it proves the point that if you're successful, that doesn't mean you're going to be successful with podcasting, but comedians specifically, you know, comedy is in the top three segments other than like we kind of mentioned the true crime and stuff like that. True crime did make podcasts. Those were some of the original podcasts, um, but this isn't the radio. This isn't Sirius XM. Like that's why it's popular because it is fundamentally different. You have the consumption, then you have the multiple waves, the audio wave, the YouTube wave, and then the vertical video slash TikTok wave. And um, that's what creates the over 450 million podcast listeners. I mean, if you look at the American news, it's tough for them to get 500 to 700,000 people to watch an episode of Fox, you know, MSNBC, CNN. Um, whereas, you know, <laughs> your your podcast, biggest podcast in the world are getting 10 times that, 20 times that in an episode. What about the learning aspect of, you know, what podcasts um, conversations have to offer or just in general podcast content? You know, I feel there's a lot of the listenership um, you know, for, for the, you know, majority of the podcast is because it feels like you're able to learn something from someone that is closer to you, that is not so far ahead that it, it would feel like, um, how do I say, not trustworthy enough, you know, to believe that you can actually achieve what they've achieved. But, you know, say in this conversation with you, you're, you know, farther ahead than I am in podcasting, but, it's it still sounds achievable 
to get to where you are, right? Because you're just maybe a few steps away from where I am and you're giving me the insights into what to do to get to where you are. Um, I feel there's a, that's a major component of why people actually listen to podcasts. But what do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the personability, I guess, you know, with the humility of it. And yeah, that's why podcasts like were appealing to me. I am a diehard, like whether I have a podcast or not, that's the thing that I like if I, you know, if I wasn't <laughs> or when I wasn't living with my girlfriend, right. And I was just living by myself or at my parents' house, like I wasn't watching movies and TV shows. I was just, I was watching podcasts, you know, like she's like, oh, I'm going to listen to that one in the car tomorrow on her way to work. But I'm like, no, I'll just watch it on YouTube. Right. And so that's, but that's me. That's not, you know, most people, but, um, they gravitated or, you know, I gravitated to podcasts because I was a listener because of the exact things that you just mentioned, where I felt like, like nobody around me was having these types of conversations. And then, you know, you send your friend a Rogan episode and like, eh, I don't really know what this is, right? Now they'll send it to me because they're all, you know, they kind of get it. But um, yeah, I think that's totally uh, a massive part of it is the just feeling like they're you're in the room with people. I know they'll people explain it like that a lot. That's not every podcast, but that's that's why I got into it for sure. I was listening to Sam Harris talk about meditation. I would never be able to talk to Sam Harris for two hours. I wouldn't have med gotten into meditation if I never listened to him talk on a podcast for two hours. And then I have probably fifty more examples. You know, like I'm a product of the system. There's no of the podcast system. That's why I'm here. Me too. Me too. I'm a huge fan. I'm listening to podcasts literally every day uh, on my commute to work and back. And even when I'm at home uh, in the evening, when I'm not recording my own podcast and I'm in bed after I've put my kids into bed, I'm always listening to a podcast. And there's so much that I learn from it. And I just love the I love the natural um, conversation um, that it's not, you know, like that it, it's so natural, it's so organic and it just feels like you're there in the room with those people, you know, and you're just having, you're part of that conversation. That's what I yeah, love about Yeah, if you look it. at, you know, the other forms of media, it just feels like people are trying really hard. And with a podcast, it's like the opposite. It's like if you, if it seems like you're trying less, then you're more natural, then you're more likable, right? So that's, that's real life, right? Like we're, we gravitate towards people who are not like, we go, ah, that's a try hard, you know? You just describe that person as that. It's not like you're trying to be that person. You want to be the, you see the cool guy in the back of the room, you know, and you're like, who's that guy, right? So it's, yeah, it's funny to see these kind of things that are, that pop up in society, like weave themselves into podcasting or the other way around. But I think it's really that. It is that kind of, not that you don't care. That's a different thing. It's just that you just are being natural, you know, um, and people gravitate to that. So talk to me a little bit about post podcasting principle. Um, uh, which is your business and what, what is your business about? Who do you help and how do you help? Yeah. Them? And we had a good conversation about this on, uh, I think the last time we talked and it made me think about things and I didn't make any hard concrete decisions after that, but, um, I'm not telling anybody who's listening to anything they don't know, which is you are an expert <laughs> in the brand department. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to podcast principles, yeah, we, we help people. We have a system to launch podcasts, which, um, there's customizability to that a hundred percent. But it's the opposite of, um, yeah, we do your video, like just give us the podcast and then we'll edit it. That's, that's what I saw was most companies. People weren't talking about personality. People weren't talking about segments. People weren't talking about the angle. 
or the differentiation, or again, why podcasts fail. So I just started talking about all the things that I didn't see. There was no podcast influencer or, you know, influencer is, you know, one of, I guess the best word I can use, but, um, there was nobody talking about things around podcasts that I liked. So that's what I set out to do. Um, but yeah, in terms of the business itself, not the personal brand, um, we help people launch their podcasts in a simple way. Um, but we do it with you. So again, it's not that like, just send me the, the video and then we'll edit it. It's the opposite of that. We start with question one, which is why are you here and why do you want to do this? And what do you think this is going to be? Right. And so we are that more honest voice. Um, whereas at least from what I saw, it was a lot of just like, especially in B2B podcasting. Um, it's like, here's our idea to interview this person. And then nobody questions it and we just do it. Right. So I just try to find that middle ground between independent podcast producer and like massive B2B podcasting company. Where, where do you think you want to grow this business? What do you think the opportunity is and what type of clients do you serve right now? Yeah. So most of our clients are in finance, real estate, um, and then some, and then like just kind of culture. So those are like the split, like I'd say 50%, like one of our most successful shows is in life insurance. It's called wealth warehouse. If you want to look it up, it's about inf the infinite banking concept, which is super niche concept. Um, so we have that what's, you know, one of our longest standing clients. And then, um, I just interviewed a client who, has a show about just fitness and culture. It's like Joe Rogan style sit down for two hours. So we do serve like we haven't niched to a persona. I think we've niched to maybe a personality type or like a philosophy um, around podcasting. You know, most of our clients are podcast diehards like yourself. Um, but when it comes to the future of it, yeah, I think I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but yeah, I guess there's no like I don't have an answer today. But what I do really love doing is coaching um, people one-on-one. -on -one. Um, would love to try group. I want to try that. Um, so that's in the future. I'm making a course on audience building because that's a pain point. I've never made a course before. So I'm like, okay, I'll make a course. I'm not going to be, I'm not trying to be known as the course guy. I'm just like, okay, let me solve a pain point. So I'm really taking it as I go. Sure, could I 5X my revenue, 10X my revenue if I just batten down the hatches, niche down to one persona. You no, know, we only do this thing. Yeah, probably. But I'm I'm partially in one way or another still going with the flow. Um, but we're also coming to the end of the era of testing and iteration. So I think in the next three years, we're going to get even more specific. Right now, we're niche to the way we do it, which is wedding planning style, right? Financial advisor style. We're the advisor, the planner, the coach. Um, but yeah, next move will probably be persona based. And that's where I'll have to ask you some questions. That's where the magic is going to happen. I know. And I know that you're in it for the fun as well. Maybe too much, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> well, you have to have fun in this world. You know, I mean, in the end, it's a, it's a short life. We need to live it to the fullest. Um, tell us where we can find you online. Yeah, so LinkedIn's the main platform. Um, that's Ryan R. Sullivan. If you just look that up or Ryan Sullivan, I think I got the SEO for that on LinkedIn now after all these years. Um, if you type in podcast coach on there, I'll come up too. And then podcastprinciples.com. That's, uh, L E S not A L S principles. And, uh, you can Google us and then, yeah. Um, as you said, I am not a massive fan of Instagram, but if you want to hear me and see me like rapping and making my music and stuff, that's more so 
on there. So I'll give you those two places to go. You, you can't say no to that, <laughs> right? I'll drop all the links um, in down below in, in the comments, uh, in the comment section, um, and everybody will be able to get in touch with you. But, you know, I just want to say you've been great. You've helped me a lot to figure out how to sort of uh, you know, direct a little bit more what I'm doing with the podcast. It's been such a good conversation always. So thank you so much for being on the pod today. It was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. Now, thank you. It was amazing to work with you. It's amazing to be a part of this podcast too. And and like go into your YouTube videos and seeing podcast principles there. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That just made my day, you know? So thank you for doing this and uh, for what you do as well. The unmatched concept. I mean, um, yeah, I wasn't playing when I left my review slash testimonial the other day like that's that's real this this is different so um same same on my end i'm really excited uh to see where this goes dropping in just to say thanks make sure to hit follow if you're on spotify subscribe if you're on apple and if you're on any of those other platforms that people use <laughs> whatever the button is on there make sure you click it it's the best way to support us i'll catch you next week <laughs>